Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. I'm sure you're all caught up on the latest Book 3 news that we're going to talk about later today. Uh, not, I guess you could call it Book 3 news, yep. <laughs> Traveling back in time once again, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes has reminded us of uh, of its early days uh, with Book 3. We'll talk about that later on in the main uh, Fire Emblem Heroes topic. But uh, before that, let's talk about the banners that are running. We've got the Weekly Revival 52 and 29 running right now, as well as Dragon Duels going into the 6th. Morgan and Morgan's battle going into the seventh. No legal troubles, just just Morgan and Morgan's battle. Double special heroes going into the seventh as well. Heroes with solo skills going to the eighth. Legendary heroes Xander going into the thirteenth. Summer's arrival, special heroes revival going into the thirteenth, and summer vacation going until August eighth. Eddie, I uh, don't have any summoning to report as I am saving up my orbs for the second summer banner that will likely be announced by the time you listen to this. Uh, Not you, Eddie, but our listeners at home. But um, Eddie, how has your summoning gone these past couple weeks? I did summon on the Xander banner, of course, and got no green orbs on the free ring, of course. Um, However, I did get one on my second ring, which had Xander in it, so it was a nice quick banner for me. Wow. So you're all set for the second summer banner as well. Yep. Didn't have to waste too many orbs to try and get Xander there. Very good. Well, Faye would be proud and uh, Faye would also hope that she would have uh, similar luck in summoning on the Xander banner, which, I mean, lost opportunity just to call it the Xander banner, you know? So there yep. you go. It, it, Faye is going to be a nightmare come the, uh, um, whatchamacallit, uh, next Faye channel for the Brave Heroes. Yeah. You think, I guess, yeah, she's likely to bring this one up. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, beyond that, we do have a bunch of stuff coming up here shortly. Uh, we are winding down the calendar um, because we're going to be gone for two weeks and the calendar only lasts for one more. So uh, the Tempest Trial banner and login that uh, launches on the 5th along with a round of Pawns of Loki. Uh, the Ulyssian Summer Special Hero Revival Banner with the four-star rate, special rate, uh, launches on the 6th. On the 7th, we get a new Summer Banner, uh, the second one of the year, in the first Air Tempest Trial, uh, which Ryan alluded to, and we'll cover that shortly uh, later on, along with a round of sum- new round of summoners duels. Summoner Duels R. Uh, we round down the calendar halfway to- towards our next episode with the uh, rate, or a ret, Grand Hero Battle Revival on the 8th, a new Power Banner on the 9th, and Cavalry Strike Quests on the 10th. Very good. It looks like we'll have a busy week and a new calendar by the time we return. Yep. Busy couple weeks. Although we don't know what the second week will look like. <laughs> yeah. Yet. I'm assuming it'll be busy. Yeah. Yep. But uh, we, as we mentioned earlier, we do have that new Legendary Banner that launched. And it was as... Also hinted at, Faye's favorite, Xander. Uh, the uh, banner contained Leaf, Regan, and Reg- Legendary Sigurd on the red orb. Not Uller and Ascended Ishtar on the blue orb. Uh, the new ba- new hero, Xander, was a green axe unit. And Freya and Itri joined him on the green orb. And the colorless banner had Legendary Leaf, Nime, and August. So Leaf was alone as the only legendary one. Uh, as a bonus, Guy makes his debut as a in the three and four star pool with this banner. So from now on, he'll just pop up randomly for you. There you go. So if you missed your opportunity to uh, collect the two free five star versions, yep. Yeah. So you can get them uh, in in the banner there. There you are. Uh, speaking of the hero of the banner, we have Xander. Gallant King. I'm surprised Faye didn't use her influence to bring Legendary Xander to the game earlier, but he's now arrived and Faye couldn't be happier, although I'm assuming 
And as Eddie said, we will likely get some reference to this in the next Fey channel. So uh, look forward to that. And unless uh, the professor takes over, because sometimes uh, Faye is absent when it comes to... Oh, I think even if the professor takes over, we'll get some reference to it as uh, Faye is absent because she's fawning over legendary Xander now being in the game. Very true. Now having arrived. Yeah. Xander, King of Nor, is a green axe cavalry hero wielding Ebon Bulwark. Accelerate special trigger, cooldown count minus one. At start of turn, if unit is within two spaces of two or more allies, grants null follow-up and special cooldown charge plus one per attack during combat for one turn. Only the highest value is applied and does not stack. If unit initiates combat or was within two spaces of an ally, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five during combat and restores seven HP to unit after combat. Is a new skill in the B slot called Chivalry, which enables Kanto remaining plus one. At start of combat, if foe's HP is greater than or equal to 50%, inflicts attack slash speed slash defense minus five on foe during combat. Reduces damage during combat and from area of effect specials, excluding rocker area of effect specials. By percentage equal to 50% of foe's HP at start of combat. So for example, if foe's HP is equal to 75%, damage is reduced by 37%. Rounding out his kit is Luna as a special, attack slash speed catch 4 in the A slot, and C feud 3 in the C slot. So uh, we've got Legendary Xander now in the game. Everyone's really excited, including Faye. Uh, it's interesting legendary skill there. I wonder if that means that Xander is always going to be a... Um cavalry unit or if he's just always going to have a bonus uh or always going to have canto no matter what he is or a mounted unit i should say right so what you're saying so this is the first xander unit we've got with a canto obviously right uh yeah this is the um usually when you get a unit gets a a legendary version or a mythic version they get a unique skill to them specifically and that is their legendary skill uh it's usually the one in the remixes that are getting boosted to version two uh and chivalry his new b-slot skill is that new skill for him and in the in the future versions of him that get released will usually have that skill included uh like with the summer banner we just we currently have running you notice how uh, Claude has that powerful B skill that he has. That is his legendary skill that was introduced with the legendary version of Claude. And oh, yeah. So either every Xander we get from now on will be a... I mean, they may change the skill, but if they keep the skill the same, every Xander we get from now on will either be a mounted unit or have Kanto no matter what. I, yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely see what you're saying. So that is an interesting theory. So, uh, yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, although, as you said, it would limit your options for Xander. I mean, they could choose to alter the skill each time, but it'd be weird and aw- awkward. But yeah, so it and it doesn't limit him. It just means that you know he might be a pretty powerful, um, you know, infantry unit running around with Kanto on him. Yuri is an infantry unit with Kanto on him, so it's not unheard of to have Kanto on an infantry. Right. That was going to be my question, if there was uh, non-cavalry units with, with Kanto. So there is some yeah, precedent there. I remember the exact details of Yuri. He was the one we got for free, that which we forgot to mention, but that got released uh, over the past couple weeks. But uh, Yuri, I can't remember the exact details. I'd have to look it up. Mm-hmm. But he does have a Kanto-type thing on his skill. I know that much. Uh, but Xander will be coming back in September, along with Regan and Knot. Uh, October, we'll have Atri and Leaf returning. November, we'll have Cedar returning. She was originally scheduled for September and has been uh, decided to take an extra couple months to recover. Uh, December, we'll have Sigurd returning. In January of 2023, we'll have Freya, Leaf, and Uller returning. Awesome. Once again, looking towards... The next year of 2023 <laughs> uh, never gets old, uh, but happening right now, as in, well, it's probably already happened if, if you're listening to this in the future. It's always tough, but arriving July 5th, 
will be version 6.7 of the game. Uh, this is a minor update. Nothing, you know, substantial being added here, but you've got your typical weapon refinery additions where uh, Kajel will be getting a new weapon, uh, which is Heartbeat Lance. Um, and then you have weapon upgrades for Legendary Roy, Fallen Marita, Yarn, Mordecai, and Bride Fjorm. Over in the combat manuals, you are now going to have on the five-star level Summer Lolina and Summer Dorothea. And with four-star, you're going to have Roy, Saleh, Silas, Rochea, and Desert Dean. Now, for Legendary Hero updates, uh, you have Legendary Roy is going to be getting an update. And I know sometimes we forget, but uh, we will go over his skills. But it looks like he's going to be getting an addition in the B slot as well as an upgrade to his C slot skill. Um, now, Eddie, that C slot skill, is that his, that's the legendary skill that usually gets the upgrade? Is, is that correct? Or? Uh, let me pull up the details for Roy. What is the C slot skill called? Uh, human virtue. Human, yeah, that, that would be his legendary skill. Spurn is a inheritable skill, but human virtue is a legendary skill. And yeah, it can only be equipped by original unit. Those are common on legendary skills. Right. Let's go. Well, there you go. So we'll uh, we'll go over legendary Roy's new abilities uh, when he arrives in the game later on, uh, or when the additions are added. But we've also got updates to Hero's Journey with new Memento events, updates to Arena Assault Plus, Summoner Duels, Ether Raids, Milner Strike, those typical additions. And finally, Heroic Grails will be getting Fallen, Murum, and Bride Lorem. Uh, as always, if you're interested in specific parts of the patch notes, definitely check them out. But you will have version 6.7 arriving July 5th. And you've probably already downloaded it, and it will probably come with it all the details for the next batch of Summer Heroes because data mining. Uh, they'll get ahead of that for sure. Yeah, and I did check it. Yuri's uh, weapon has Kanto built into it, and it is also only inheritable, only equipable by Yuri, but he does is an infantry unit with Kanto. But, well, there you go. Yep. Uh, we also, as we've uh, mentioned earlier, we have those air te tempest trials coming up. Uh, we found out when last night we got a new Chibi Playhouse video for book three. Uh, like last year with the Ice and Flame, after the first round launch, they released a Chibi Playhouse recapping book two. Uh, for Fjorm and all, we got this one uh, recapping what happened in book three with a bizarre ending thing. I don't know if it was a translation error or they only covered part of the story but it looked like the full story to me uh but um along with it when we got the post in the game it confirmed that uh like the uh fire and ice or flame ice and flame uh tempest trial series we got last year we are getting one focused on air and uh, let me pull up the exact wording they used it was something like air and those she has touched or affected yeah, those whose lives she has touched. Yes. So this it's interesting. So I'm reading the post here on Serene's Forest, and uh, I was we were trying to remember pre-show like about more about the Ice and Flame event, and we remember I remember really enjoying it. I loved it. It was it was a really great return to book two. Wrapped some really interesting stuff up. Introduced some more heroes for us to summon. So that's always a bonus. And also, what introduced the Ascendant heroes? So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I really love the way they've been doing Ascendant Heroes. Uh, but Ice and Flame was a six-part Tempest Trials event. And we were, I was trying to remember, like, did they really take up a summer slot for this Tempest Trials event last year? And it looked like they did. And if it was a six-part event and you have Tempest Trials once a month, checks out that this will last from July all the way into December. Or, sorry, it did last time, but... Um, we don't know how long this event will be. I don't think they've announced how many parts it will be, but no, they didn't really announce how many parts the ice and flame one was going to be either. So no, exactly. But it could be another six could only be three or four could be, you know, 10 of them for all we know, but yeah. <laughs> that'd be a lot of book three. Uh, yeah. 
I'll say this with this uh, with this book three recap, the as Nintendo calls it, a chibi playhouse. Um, once again, you know, first impressions, it's like, oh, this looks really silly. But then when you watch it, they they've actually really done some fun stuff with the book yeah. three recap here. I think they they leaned into it even further than they did with the book two recap and added a lot more mm-hmm. effects and humor and slapstick. And it was it was well done. It was well done. They even had, as uh, Ryan hinted at in the notes, they had the screamo in the background. You could kind of hear a chibi screamo going on back there. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, you might think like, oh, well, are you saying that they they changed the the vocal pitch? It's like, no, it's the same same soundtrack in the background, even though everyone else talks with squeaks it's and very quiet. You know, yeah. But it was notice noticeably, you know, the screamo type music going on back there. Yeah. It was really good. And I mean, like book two, I really liked the story of book two. And I felt like there was more that could be explored with those characters. And I really liked the follow up. So uh, I also really liked book three. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they continue that story or, you know, address it. Because Air, while she didn't have the same conclusion that Fjorm had in book two, where it was basically like, oh, you're going to die eventually, I think Air's conclusion was more. Uh, you, you have, I, th- I think if I remember correctly, she, she has one life left. Like she had like a thousand lives and all were spent by her mother and she has one life left and her adopted mother. She her found ad- out that oh. her mother was adopted. You know, she had, I don't know if she had killed her parents or something else or had kidnapped air and she had thousands of lives, but she only had one life left, which is why she was no longer killing her regularly, which she had been doing for years, apparently. But, I mean, one, she suffered a horrible upbringing and then had everything she knew turned on its head and her, you know, mother, her quote-unquote family destroyed because it turns out her mother was an evil, evil person who was, I, who knows why, seeking power randomly. They never fully explained Hell's motivations for this her whole thing no just get more power to get more power what's the point in that oh i mean fire emblem bad guy (laughs) it seems pretty spot on i think uh yeah i mean i'm not saying destroy the world is a great motivation but it's more than just i'm just gaining power to gain power just in case gaining power and destroying worlds just to gain power because if she had any reasoning behind it we never heard found it Hmm. Yeah, yeah that's true I mean, we'll see what this uh, book three continuation brings. Uh, It'll be starting on July 7th, as Eddie mentioned. So we won't have long to wait and and see what's in store. I mean, does this pretty much confirm or at least highly uh, hint at an ascended heir arriving in August, let's say? Uh, The timing is unset, not set, per se. But it does strongly suggest that we will eventually get an ascended air. But, you know, because that's what they did with, you know, over time, we got ascended Fjorm and ascended leg yarn. Uh, maybe we'll get ascended leaf and ascended. Uh, what's what was her name? Thrasier? Yes, Thrasier. Yeah, I like those characters. So I would love to see them return with new skills and new looks and all that. So that sounds really fun. Um, Actually, now you just mentioned it, that kind of had a thought pop back in my head book three really did have a, a like a cliffhanger ending that hasn't been returned to. And that was uh Lif and Thrasher sort of hanging out with Loki. And that was sort of left out of the thread left hanging. So true. Maybe they'll resolve that in here, or maybe that's something they'll leave for the eventual uh, book when we fight Alphador or whatever. Right. As it seems likely that we're eventually leading to. Yeah. They really are. Or or whatever it is they say we're not ready for. I, who knows? We're getting there. We're almost ready. Because every time we bump into them, you're not ready for what's coming. Well, we'll be ready soon enough, I'm sure. Um, but something we are ready for, and you may be wondering, it's like, oh, wow, it's a really tight Fire Emblem Heroes segment this week. It's because both Eddie and I have been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. So let's head into the Outrealm Gate. We've actually trimmed back a bit of our game club uh, to just two of the main chapters. We'll talk about those after we have had a chance to chat about Three Hopes. 
And I will mention this. We're going to keep it spoiler free. However, as Eddie had mentioned uh, to me in, in the pre-show, I should mention uh, is that if you're trying to go in blind, you might want to skip this part. However, we are going to try to keep it spoiler free talking about uh, mechanics and setup of gameplay and as uh, characters and all that. So, yeah. I might, I might be a little vague on characters, so you don't, I don't swear who you can or cannot recruit, but probably discuss how you recruit characters and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I, although I would be curious if if we wanted to, like, I'm, uh, so <laughs> it's funny. We're not going to talk spoilers, but let's talk spoilers because you mentioned characters, and um, in in Black Eagles, I won't say who it is, but you get to recruit a character that is seen in three houses but um you don't have you don't have in your roster uh, uh let's say the character appears and you're thinking oh this is great and then suddenly it's it's not so great so obviously you can make some actually that's that's if you've played three houses i guess you could make the connection uh i'll stop being vague i'm curious for you uh you're playing a zergleam which is blue lines right so we're going to go ahead and spoil what characters you can recruit here, probably. So, or special <laughs> characters that you get in these versions. So, if you don't want to know even potential characters you get in the game, go ahead and step out now. Uh, Ryan, I'm sure we'll put a notation when we get back to when I come back for that. But I feel like um, it's, it's early stuff that I'm uh, the question I'm asking is basically early stuff. But if someone wants to go completely blind, that's you know. All right, skip ahead but two minutes. All right, juggling that's like it. this, I'm not sure if I'll be able to answer your question. Okay, let, so. let's do let's do this. Skip ahead two minutes, starting now. All right, you gone? Good. So, in Black Eagles, the route that you're playing, Scarlet Blaze, there is some events that happen where you save Monica and she joins your crew. And you actually save Monica in every version. You do actually save Monica in every prologue. That is part of the stuff that changes everything, but Monica only joins you in Black Eagles. Right. So is there an additional character that's added to the Blue Lions? Because I think you made reference to this in our Discord chat. So in Black Eagles, you actually get quite a few characters that you don't get in the others, it felt like. Uh, Yuritsa, um, you get Hanneman and Manuela there with you. Uh, in Blue Lions, um, you get Rodrigue right away. He automatically joins uh, through story reasons. Um, you also, uh, your first chapter is saving the church. The one that was in the demo is saving the church. So uh, you get Flane and Sedith early on. Uh, those, I think, are the only church characters that have actively joined the r- roster. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, that's true. Monica is saved in the prologue. Felix's father in um blue lions as once you enter that route oh okay in chapter four interesting um i really feel like this is going to be a game where i'm so because there isn't like a shared part one um there's a pro there's a shared prologue and i guess we're back to to spoiler free but um there's a shared prologue which is i i think i when the demo was running and i mentioned this last episode maybe I went through to create another save and realized it was so quick. It's like if you're skipping cutscenes that you've already seen and dialogues you've already seen, um, it's about 10 minutes to get through to the part yeah. where you pick your house. Um, yeah. It's not a long playthrough. So I, c- I can imagine, you know, when I finish my Black Eagles route, going back, you and there isn't, I, I confirm this, there is a new game plus mode. I don't know what's in it, but I know that there is that mechanic available. Um mm-hmm. And you can go back in and do the other routes, but I really feel like doing the other routes is feasible in the sense that you don't have to go through a large shared prologue or part one like you did in Three Houses. I mean, we'll see what happens with the new game plus in this version once I get there. Uh, But like my issue is like I've got a level 40 something Shez and all my other characters are around the level 30s because I I tend to take Shez through in mostly play as uh this version is a female her through the first playthrough of each chapter and usually when i'm striving to get the s rank on a chap on a battle i will take her through whereas for 
you know, all the other characters are coming in and out, and I've actually started, uh, which is why I'm a chapter behind you. I'm only in chapter nine. I've started, you know, uh, after I S rank all the chap all the battles leading up to the final battle of the chapter. I will grind up every character to the level of the um, final battle battle of the chapter, uh, utilizing the energized bonuses and other stuff, and picking a map and not worrying about having to um, meet the S rank on that. Just killing as much as I can and getting as much XP for them as I can, you know? Which does lead to me grinding out a whole bunch of things, but I've also stored up a nice stock of uh, smithing stones in gold, which, while it seems like they come pretty quick, uh, when you start trying to upgrade stuff, it, they, they go just as quick, if not faster. Yeah, there are a lot of gold sinks in uh, yep. the sort of the metagame uh, section where you are yes. upgrading your, I think it's the training instructor that can be a gold sink, especially when you have training instructor is not too bad. I well, mean, I guess if if you're paying to upgrade characters, yes, I'm sure he's pretty bad. He's sucking gold away quite fast. Yes. Well, I mean, if you're if you're upgrading everybody, um, and you do recruit, I don't know if it's the same in Blue Lions, but I feel like in Black Eagles, like I'm getting at least one new character a chapter. Uh, so if you've continued to get one new character every chapter, uh, that's different from blue lions after a cup for there's a couple chapters in the center there where you get no new characters and it makes sense in the story mm-hmm. um but you get no new characters for a couple of those chapters um i'm about to go into the end of chapter nine and i'm expecting one i'm actually i'm expecting two maybe even more but right yeah and again we won't spoil it but i i really felt like at least from my point of view with they so here's the thing like fire Emblem three houses it's all about the characters like everyone loves those characters and i can understand there being this design decision where you're like okay everyone loves these characters but now we're throwing them into war again where you have to choose a side you have to choose a house and you're gonna have to fight the other characters obviously without a part one where you can recruit everybody but well- there technically is a part one or the prologue, but yeah, you can't recruit anyone during that. Exactly. And because that's not present in this game, I almost feel like the designers are like, okay, we need to at least have some ability to bring in characters from the opposing sides over to, to your side. And I feel like so far it's been mostly believable. There's been a couple stretches where it's like, okay, clearly you wanted to bring over, you know, a good chunk of characters. And sometimes it's like, it's pretty comical. I think there was one map where I, so there's these um, uh, strategies that you unlock by going through and completing all the bonuses. At the end of each chapter, you have a bunch of strategies. Let's kind of go into how recruiting works in this game. Um, I've not been able to see any way to recruit outside of the final chapter of a map or of a sec, a chap final map of a chapter, the end battle of a chapter. And in it, you have to, Select the strategy, and you have to remember to activate the strategy to recruit that character. Uh, how you feel about their explanation of why they choose to defect is uh, up to you. It's, yeah, kind of flimsy at times. But that's the only way to recruit. You have to say, oh, I want to recruit this character. And when the option comes up, you have to remem- remember to say, oh, I definitely want to recruit this character. I haven't done it myself, but I watched a... Lucky Crit, a Fire Emblem streamer who um, forgot to activate it and ended up killing a couple characters in his Azure Gleam run. So, and he reset because he wasn't going to miss them. He was talking like if it was other characters, he might re- not reset, but these two he was definitely getting. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was, uh, was going to say, like, I, I, I think when the strategies pop up, it's in your best interest to remember to activate them. And I, and I almost wish they would activate automatically because you choose them at the oh, beginning yeah. of the map. Yeah. That, that was, that's one issue with the strategy system is, I mean, there's a part of me that's uh, mildly annoyed, but that you have to select that you want to recruit the characters, but okay. You want to make sure we actually are actively aware and decide we want to recruit the characters. 
and you want to make it cost something. And I have never encountered a situation where there's so many characters to recruit that you don't have enough strategy points to activate some other strategy as well. But the fact that you have to tell it, oh, yes, this thing that I spent, you know, my limit, very limited resources on, I don't want to do it. I, I just decided all of a sudden I'm not going to bother with it. No, no, I picked it at the beginning. I want to do it. Yeah. Well, you you choose it at the beginning of, of the map. Yeah, you choose it at the beginning of the map, and then when a when the time for it to activate happens, you have to reconfirm it. And I don't think you need to recon- should need to reconfirm it. No, I agree. But it, it is what it is, and I, I haven't forgotten yet, but I can see it would be frustrating if you did. And Oh, yeah, and... The streamer I was watching, like I said, um, he he forgot to activate it. It was more a case of where they put the strategy warning was where his chat window was. So it was blocked (laughs) from his view. He didn't realize it was sitting there. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, yeah. He was talking like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I said I wanted to recruit her. And, you know, it's sitting right there hiding under his chat window. And because I know where it is, I know it's sitting there and... He ends up killing her, and like the second time, he um uh thought he held it long enough, but he apparently didn't hold it quite long enough, so it didn't fully activate. So he had to restart again. Oh yeah. dear. Well, at least he got there eventually. Hopefully. Yep, he did. He got go. both the characters, and I think he's probably recruited everyone since. I haven't watched his later ones. He actually put out a short video showing how not to recruit showing his flub ups and re- retries that's good i'm sure people were curious but that's that's not the only great uh new feature here and i don't know if they're because they were trying to fit them into the three houses design or they're just features you know like new uh quality of life upgrades to the system but the way they handle uh the quote unquote warriors upgrades in this game it's so nice that I don't know if I can go back to the old way if they ever release another one. Uh, so what I'm talking about in the Warriors upgrades is in Warriors, you have all these special things that are common to all Warriors games. Like the, um, I think Awakening game might be Fire Emblem Warriors specific, but Hyrule Warriors has the uh, crit gauge or whatever where you build up and then you hit A and do a super powerful attack. Uh, Hy- Hyrule Warriors and Fire Emblem Warriors, the original ones, it was, you know, you'd have these little charts, kind of like in Three Hopes, where you have the charts for the buildings, which is such a nice change to not have it per character, but it would be one per character, and you need to collect 500 soldier hats and uh, 100 uh, soldier armbands and, uh, you know, 10 soldier or soldier boss hats or whatever. You know, silver, gold, bronze colored tokens which are rare and hard and you have to fight a bunch of soldiers hoping it'll drop uh but you know here you get these resources from the supply points on the maps which are how the maps go and upgrade your building and then you can just buy everyone with gold uh new oh second warrior gauge which is so much nicer (laughs) even in age of calamity you had to collect you know, you had to find a little quest among the thousand of icons on the map, which makes sense for the design following the, you know, uh, Hyrule Breath of the Wild map design. But it's still annoying that each character you have to go in and collect, you know, 30 uh, gears. And she could sense to me it easier. This Tactics Academy thing is so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I think the quality of life changes, which feel uh, those changes that they've made where you're not having to collect a bunch of materials. There are still materials in this game you collect and use. Uh, They kind of take that system that was per character from the other Warriors games and move it over to the metagame, which is upgrading your facilities, which makes a lot more sense, you know, collecting specific materials and supplies to upgrade parts of your base camp. That makes more sense than say, I need to give uh, my Xander character 500 helms. Like what's he going to do with 500 helms? 
what that doesn't even make sense but having 30 specific types of building materials to upgrade your shop or or your training area it's that makes sense 30. that's the other nice thing about the uh building stuff is that it's 10 of each there's uh increasing uh strength of them as you get further into the game but it's pretty much 10 of each in these so yeah. Yeah, and I've I've had really good luck just like, oh, you know, I kind of want to upgrade. Uh, like they have the um, expeditions that you can go on with characters and and you can go to various locations. And I was like, oh, how come I could have only unlocked one? And that's because you have to go in and lock the others in the building upgrades. So I didn't have those materials. So I just went to the supply officer or whatever and traded a bunch of smithing stones and was able to go unlock those other locations and it was it it was not a chore (laughs) those mything stones get rare so be careful on how you spend them but you know i did the same thing and one of the other things i did since i've been grinding out a bunch of levels is i made sure i upgraded the um supply officer themselves because quote unquote after battles there's a group of you know a group that they send out to collect supplies and after every three or four battles they run out of space and you can get the building materials from there. So usually one or two at a time, but it's still slowly get them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I love that they've, and I, and I also love the way they present each chapter. And I think that was my biggest mm-hmm. problem with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which was a fun game. But by the time you got to like chapters five, six, seven, the map was just filled with these icons. I understand where you're coming from, and it is mildly annoying, especially if you're looking for specific things. Uh, Luckily, they had the little lists, but it makes sense for the uh, material, if that makes sense. Yes. No, no, it makes sense. But uh, like I said, I I just much prefer the way they've presented it in Three Hosts, which boils it down to each chapter being a segment of the map of Fodlin split up into a couple (laughs) of segments and yes it is sometimes i wouldn't call it a chore because i find the battles to be quite quick leading up to the final part of the chapter but there are three to five mini battles that you take part in that you can do you don't have to do them all you can just beeline it to the final chapter battle but it's a good idea to do all of them i think allegedly get more renown if you skip over things i don't know for sure I've not done that, but I did see that prompt, and I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. I've never skipped that. It's like I I've haven't bought anything with the renown I get because there's nothing that feels worth buying, and I'm in no rush, so I'd much rather get all the supplies drops. Yeah, maybe maybe in um a new game plus version, I'll look for renown over supply drops because once you leave a chapter, you can no longer get the supply drops, which are little bonus icons on a map. Some of them are locked behind tasks like killing a certain numbers across the entire ch- number of characters across the entire chapter uh completing all the side quests in a battle uh but yeah the battles are nice and quick uh usually around seven to ten minutes uh, if you're going for the s ranks you need seven minutes in most of the battles you know and since the as we mentioned last week since the characters actually do their job if you send them off to do it uh they you can actually manage that most of the time. Uh, like I said, I've been, you know, scouring maps. So on average, those ones, when I do that, I get an A rank because I am slow enough to uh, lose out on getting the seven minute time frame. But even those are usually sub 10 minutes. Yeah, it. Uh, I, I love the pacing. Um, now, I say that I will say this when it comes to pacing, there is a bit of like there's uh, to the chapter um, there's a lot of talking at the beginning of the chapter and sometimes they will like, they'll put in some additional discussions after you finish the first sort of area of each chapter. But for the most part, there's a lot of discussion at the beginning of a chapter, um, and the end of a chapter. And that, that's kind of how it leads. I mean, those, those are the story points. So, I mean, with the way this story, way a Fire Emblem story goes, it kind of fits and makes sense. And, but yeah, they do get a bit long in between chapters. <laughs> Yeah. And in terms of voice acting, um, there's no voice acting for the uh, the base camp stuff. Uh, All of the story stuff is voice acted. But when you go into the base camp in between battles, 
to have discussions with your characters, it's it's it returns to the old school fire emblem of like quick lines, which is I believe how it was for three houses, you know. And that was I was gonna ask that like I I remember three houses being fully voiced, but now now that you say it, I'm not sure. There there were some of them that were fully voiced, but there were some where you were just doing quick lines. I think I could be misremembering. I I definitely remember like the uh, gatekeeper would be fully voiced, so maybe it was fully voiced in there. Yeah, it just it. It, it was a bit uh, it was a bit jarring, you know, and not that I, I don't have a, a problem with reading the dialogue because it's all well written. Um, and if you're talking to a character that, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't really remember how it worked in Three Houses. But I I like I said, it, it's not a deal breaker. It's just something to note. But in battle, like in the in the heat of battle, like that's all voice acted. So if there is critical dialogue happening it's being voice acted so you don't have to read while you're trying to mash buttons um taking over a fort or something so that's good but i just gotta say like i'm really enjoying it i think that they've done a lot of quality of life stuff here that that brings this above all the other nintendo warriors games that have been put out um and just the characterizations of uh three houses like they've they've brought those characters forward really well um brought uh some characters and, and and given them more life like there are a lot of characters that even just get mentioned uh in three houses that have now been brought fully into the game here and i love that they took the time and the opportunity to bring those characters in and make them playable and and have them interact with you and it's it's so cool to see that it's very cool i'm very thoroughly enjoying the game i'm gonna keep working at it and seeing where I get for sure. Yeah. And we will report back in the coming episodes as we continue to play three hopes. But, uh, alongside that, we will also be talking about fire Emblem awakening as we wrap up our game club here. Uh, we've got, uh, three more episodes after this to discuss chapters. And we did, uh, try to keep that pace going, uh, even though we have shortened, uh, this week up, but we're going to start with chapter 24, which Eddie is going yes. to go over right now. Chapter 24, Awakening. The crew reaches the top of Mount Prism to perform the Awakening ritual. And I'm, it's been a few minutes, so I can't remember for sure if that's the exact name of it. And I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Um, but they arrive uh, to perform the Awakening ritual and find Risen there. Uh, they fight their way through the Risen, and afterwards, Krom receives Naga's blessing. But uh, Naga warns Krom that neither her nor Grima are actually gods, and her power cannot uh, destroy him, but only put him back to sleep. And the only way to kill him would be to use uh, if he used his own power against himself, which starts the wheels working inside of Robin's head. Uh, at the beginning of the next chapter, we discuss a thought about that. Indeed, yeah. Um, with chapter twenty-four, it was a pretty standard map right I mean, like i'm both, trying to remember these maps are pretty simple straightforward maps you have your group your group on one side uh random forts and stuff where reinforcements can pop up in and the enemies all scattered across the other side uh, i think this one was left to right and the chapter 25 was top to bottom mm-hmm. you're working your way up this one you're working your way across uh, this one had a lot of this one had a lot of forests, so there was a lot of limited movement if you weren't a flyer. <laughs> yeah, and and this one it felt more like a well, it was it was straight up a a risen map, right, where you were just yep. fighting risen. Yep. So. A bunch of risen that were there to stop you from reaching Naga and awakening Falchion mm-hmm. into the exalted Falchion, which Krom succeeds in doing despite them. Hundred percent. Well, you know. With that, let's move into chapter 25, To Slay a God. We're approaching the end game now, as we've now unlocked Felchin's true power. We make our way to where Grima slumbers. Along the way, a final defense is mounted by Aversa and her crew. Two branching paths on this map, with plenty of reinforcements, so best to keep stragglers close to the core groups. Defeating Aversa ends the map and stops further reinforcements, and with that, the final battle looms, as does a choice, return Grima to his slumber with Krom's sword or slay the dragon in exchange for Robin's life. 
Now, this yep. is where, you know, this is where I remember Awakening feeling like it has like three or four different endings. Um, this is a big game. Kind of does. Yeah. Because you have, you know, it opens with the uh, fight against Plegia, and you fight and kill Gangrel, and that's the end. Oh, wait, no, no, there's more. Uh, across the ocean, there's Walhart who's causing trouble and trying to conquer the world, so you go fight and defeat him. Yay, you won, game's over. Oh, wait, no, Validar is actually behind everything and planning to resurrect the fell dragon, uh, so you gotta go fight and defeat him. Yay, you say, oh, no, no. Uh, Grima had a backup plan, and you, you know, defeating him didn't really stop Grima's plan. So now let's go fight Grima. Yeah, exactly. You pretty much summed it up there. That was very well done. Uh, and, and this, this is definitely the 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 third ending, I guess, <laughs> uh, as we head into the end game. Yep, and Grima's plans and uh, you know. Things might be his undoing as Robin realizes that, you know, he is so connected to Grima that he is essentially his own power. But Naga warns Robin that if he does so, it'll most likely kill him straight up. He'll disappear from existence. I mean, there's a slim, small chance that the connections he's made might save him. But no, no, he's probably going to die if he does so. And Crom doesn't want to do that. Crom wants to just put him back to sleep and figure out another solution. But Robin's like, this This is our best chance. Millions of lives in just the, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for that. Yeah. Did you, So you're given a choice uh, here. Yes. What did you choose? I did, not, I did not promise not to do it. I said no. Okay. I will not promise not to kill, you know, to try this crazy strategy. Yeah. I said no as well, uh, which I think... I'm sure we got the same dialogue, but in my playthrough, my Robin is married to Crom, and it's a promise you're making to Crom. And I, and I don't know if they changed it up because I feel like the connection you have between Robin and Crom is is very strong by the end of the game. So, like, yeah. I think they kept it the dialogue the same. Uh, but without yeah. knowing the exact dialogue you got, it's hard to say if they did change it up or not. But um, that's a good point. Sometimes they'll list it in the mine. Notes. Mine, of course, makes no reference to. Uh, you know, Lissa, who my character has married, so, you know. Uh, this also unlocked all these spot pass paralogs, having completed this chapter, so we had uh, another six uh, maps to try and get to, mm-hmm. or to go do now, on top of the three uh, paralogs, so with our updated um, uh, timeline due to uh, delays from Three Hopes, uh, we will be doing the rest of the kid paralogs, which are Brady, Severa, and Noir, plus the Emerin paralog, which is paralog 20, one of the spot pass ones. Uh, the following week, we'll be doing the four villain paralogs in the Priam paralog. And then finally, we'll do the end game chapter and wrap up the game. There you go. Uh, I'm excited about these uh, spot pass paralogs because I don't remember them at all. I don't remember playing them. Uh, I do have access to them. I did confirm that. Theoretically, download them via Spot Pass, whether you just didn't activate them because you didn't realize you had to activate them or, you know. Yeah, I probably finished the game and just didn't go back. I mean, I think they came, I mean, it depends on how quickly you finish the games, but I think they came out while the game was, you know, over a couple months or a week at least, while other DLC was coming out. Every so often there would be these new Spot Pass paralogs. But along with a bunch of other bonuses in the spot in the box, you know, that's a good so point. Out how long you took to get through the game? Yeah, they might have been there, and you just didn't realize they're there if you weren't connecting to Spot Pass regularly or paying attention to what was coming out as it came out. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that I that these came out over the course of the game's DLC, and I just I had finished up already, or I was too preoccupied with with the main story to to go back but i am excited to play them i am excited to chat about them in the coming months uh coming weeks i should say so yeah and um still on the books is our uh special discussions game club for tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe i have it installed on the switch i'm excited to get to that one too may or may not get pumped for a three hopes session i mean or i mean whether we'll do the Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE before or after we do a spoiler discussion for Three Hopes. Who knows? 
Most likely after, because we're going to take probably a couple, you know, a month or two to go through FE. So yeah. probably after, but, you know, who knows? We will see how things go as we, we get closer. But you're right. We do have three hopes as well to uh, to play. So uh, lots of Fire Emblem content to discuss in the coming months. So look forward to that. But but do keep an eye on our Discord as uh, the we do not. We have the teaser for, but do not have the actual second summer banner. So we'll be discussing that over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and we'll go into detail on them when we get back in two weeks. But we'll be in Discord chatting about who they choose for that second banner. I'm expecting a summer Reagan, uh, you know, probably a summer Fafnir, but I'm hoping more for not in uh, Dagger, 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 because... I really didn't care for Fafnir and Odor, but I'm guessing one or both of them will be in there. Yeah. Maybe a Summer Atri, too. Yeah, some people were... I saw some replies on the, on the Twitter pre, for the Twitter post for the preview, and that some folks were saying one of them looked like Niffle, maybe? Which... Maybe. We might get a Niffle. I wasn't thinking of that, but... I mean, we have Niffle in the game, but usually... Um, one of the banners is three houses. One of the banners is original characters. So mixed, both of them mixed with other characters. I'm, I was kind of expecting a Reagan, maybe it should be a duo hero. So I was figuring Reagan, uh, Fafnir or, you know, maybe a Reagan dagger or that Reagan knot or something. Who knows? I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did a Reagan odor, but I don't want a Reagan odor. I, Really never liked Odor. Yeah. Fafnir never really had a chance to grow on me because he turned into a random giant monster for the fun of it before you really got to know him or care about him. Yeah. No, I I think book book five. Uh... Yeah, it started off promising. You had reason to be sympathetic towards Fafnir and Odor, and then it turns out no, Odor is a horrible, terrible, disgusting person, and. Yeah, there's sympathy for Fafnir, but you don't really get to know him at all. So, yep. Well, you know what? We will uh, certainly discuss it in Discord, and we will cover it here on Summoner's Call when we return in just a few short weeks. You can find all of our episodes at gamersinpodcast.com/fay. If you have any thoughts, email us fay at gamersinpodcast.com. But as Eddie said, the best place to reach us is our Discord. You can check out the Fire Emblem channel in the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord you can also follow us on twitter you can find me at r murphy eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates be sure to check out serenesforest.net or go to resource for fire emblem news and information it's going to do it for this episode of summoner's call have a great week and happy summoning